You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. And I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we've got Westworld, the second episode. Um, it was called Chestnut. Chestnut. I'm assuming for the horse, Dolores's specifically. Maybe. You you, yeah. you caught more than I did because I was like, uh, Chestnut. Oh. But then again, once I read the title and then watched the episode, I could give a damn about the name <laughs> of the episode itself. But... Uh, Thoughts? What are we thinking? Super strong. I mean, this show already, it's got me. I I realized I wasn't on here last week, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, I was a little sickly. Um, Just for a quick recap, I absolutely adored the first episode. This show is gorgeous to look at and discontinued strong into this next episode. Uh, You might want to wipe that drool off your mouth. Oh, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, Are we sure it's drool at yeah, this point? Uh, <laughs> uh, Little man in black in my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, the episode was another strong one, man. It was, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, yes, the intro is amazing. Like I said last week, the way they do stuff is visually, it's just so appealing. But I'm just going to be honest with you. Just the, it's an original. I mean, how many times have we, you've gotten to these shows now where you get something completely that looks so original. Don't get me wrong. This is a remake of a an older series, but there is nothing on TV quite like this right now to me. No. I, I mean, mean, nothing's even coming close to what they're doing on this show. And just, like, the fine intricacies that they're doing, like, the every detail that they're putting in the show, just having us remake the people every time is the, fascinating to me. It's the layers. Oh, there yeah. are... Layers upon layers, inside layers, on top of layers, oh, yeah. it's, inside it's, layers. It's the, it's the largest onion we've ever peeled, and it's unbelievable. It just keeps going yeah. and going and going. And I love it. And I love, in this episode, they really are starting to set up people and start to get that mind working. Oh, well, maybe this is the guy that's put the virus in. Oh, But you thought it was this guy in the first episode, you know what I mean? It's like... Oh, it was like we were talking before the pod, you know, we were like, oh, it's the flies and stuff, but you were like, no, 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 now I think it's the verse that's being said. Right. Right. But I, I think the flies were, were a cool way, and the flies were mentioned this episode, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about the MRSA inside uh, Maeve's stomach rub like that. And they're like, no wonder we have a fly problem. It's like, okay, so flies are being mentioned, so I don't think they're necessarily completely gone, but obviously this verse appears to be spreading a virus inside you know right which quick little side note those are real flies someone's job on set was to catch flies and then they would freeze them and put them onto their cheeks and let them thaw out naturally to fly away like that's amazing wouldn't a fly die if you froze apparently not uh okay all right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that is an incredible level of detail for that. You know, most people just put a little CG on there, you know, something yeah. small. No. I, I assume CG, but who Yeah, knows? I was assuming that. Some as well. flies may have been harmed in the making of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, no. Well, let's get the, what's the credits. Now, of course, Jonathan Nolan writing and stuff. And then there was a different director on this one Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis, yeah. Um, but I saw. Nothing that you know made a distinction between directors or anything like that. I thought it was a very continuous. Now, one thing I will say about the episode that made me feel even stronger about it is, again, could not find a single character or a single actor lacking in the acting department to the entire episode. There never. was never, not a single one, not a single person was like, uh, you know what I mean? 
really, if anything, they brought in another actor that Cash and I really like. Oh, yeah. Uh, Simpson? Yeah, Jimmy Simpson. Um, that dude's great. You know, so he's kind of a character actor. Look forward to seeing him, you know, further on in this. I think he's getting nine or ten episodes, so. Well, yeah, I mean, his portrayal of somebody who's getting the first taste or first experience and not real sure what you actually want to do, I think he was spot on. I think it was on the money. And Dude, let's be honest. When you walk into the room and it's glass cases of guns and all the change of clothes that are perfectly fit to your size, how much did you want to be in that position? Oh, I mean, not I, to mention the host. Yeah, not to mention the host is the main reason you want to be in the room. The gums were not on my mind at that time. Do you need to, you want to stay a few minutes? This, that, or so on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. we might be a little late to uh, <laughs> catch it. Whatever. What's his name again? Uh. <laughs> well, his friend didn't give a damn. No, <laughs> he took no, advantage. No, came uh, in with the old classic. Oh, forgot to uh, zip this up. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, but I mean, going back to that scene, just it was fascinating to me how they entered in the West World. I mean, as soon as you go through this door, you're automatically onto a moving train. That, oh yeah, and it, just like the door closes and the music opens up and everything, just fantastic. The but attention to detail here. It looks like him and his friend were the last two, like accounted for that were supposed to be on the trip to West World that day. So it's like as soon as old boy came through, train train leaves the station. You know what I mean? They're tracking everyone, keeping everyone, you know, on monitors and, you know. Are we to to believe that train only comes through Westworld once a day? Or are we to say that that every time you get a new customer, that a train rolls through? No, I think think it's once a day because the storylines start over. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. It's just like the, his buddy was saying when they crash land. It's like there's always a game. There's always people trying to drag you into some adventure and stuff like that. Like he already knows, like that people oh, yeah. are gonna. He's a definite repeat customer, right? So, I think every day, same thing with the the host. They fall asleep. They feel like they're in a dream, and they wake up and relive the same storyline over again mm-hmm. without memories. Well, not necessarily dreams, as they're granted more nightmares yeah. from what we're found, right? Which but, is pretty fascinating. It's just, because if you think about it, because they come in and it's like first thing in the morning, you know, so you couldn't let people come in later in the day and stuff like that, because otherwise they would be cut short. And then you would see the same thing the next day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it's one trip a day. They come in in the morning and they're given like 24 hours to just hog wild. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really, really interesting how they're doing all that. You know, I was kind of, while you were talking about the whole train thing coming in, I was really trying to figure, like, all right, how could you practically make that setup where you go through that whole room, a tunnel, and then end up on a train that starts moving? You know what I mean? I was really trying to fathom how you would do it. But then I was like, wait a minute. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> why, why am I so focused on this train that doesn't oh, matter? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, you know that was going through my mind at the time, but then you, you lose all that because, like you said, it was just such a cool experience. And you, when they first walked through the door, I thought he was sitting in a saloon. Like I thought that he was like already in Westworld. Oh, I did too. And I was just like that, and all of a sudden he started, you know, shaking and like, oh, a train's clicking. I was like, whoa, you know, it's just a whole new element to it. It's that well done. Yeah, it, there's no doubt. I mean, it just immediately ties it back into the first episode, and I was just like, where's Teddy? I know Teddy's got to be on this trade somewhere. And then I believe we do end up seeing him as they're getting off. Do we? I, I think Teddy is there. 
You talking about on the train? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him on the train. Uh, I mean, if he if he if he was there, I didn't see him. And so the only Teddy I saw was get gunned down. Poor Teddy. <laughs> I'm talking about this guy's had just a rough taking life. bullets right and left. I mean, <laughs> now that's a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for the other guy to be like in the face. <laughs> Oh, Teddy. Uh, oh, my God. There's going to be like touchdown celebrations <laughs> for murders. Yes. <laughs> He's of salsa, yeah. some pumps. You know what I mean? <laughs> now we just need Columbus to come drop a flag. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing missing was the Tiger Woods pump, fist pump. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting for like sack dances. You know. I you just... Know. Some uh, Ray Lewis or yeah. some, you know, the what's the uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. <laughs> Discount double check. Discount double check. <laughs> yeah, a little much. Or uh, some tea bagging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm turning it on for some of my tea bags. One of the hosts. I'm just gonna put it out there. Good old but, Halo. All right. So, what do you think this episode was trying to show us? What was the biggest aha moment of this episode? Because I kind of, I feel like that what they're trying to do is give us tidbits to make us really, really think of where this is going, and if there's something behind something. And I think this episode did a really, really good job with that. But what do you think that we're supposed to draw from this episode more than anything? I think the main thing is the spreading of the virus. Because you get the chick who's like the... Um, Maeve or Dolores? No, well, yeah, it has to do with Maeve, but the, um, the inspector girl. The one that's doing the inspection of Maeve or about that. And she's also talking to Bernard about, well, what if this is contagious? And, you know, not not, not contagious. It's not what I mean, you know, but what if it can spread and yada, yada. So from the fact that we get secret conversations with Bernard and Dolores to Dolores speaking that poem or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. into Maeve's ear, and then we have all the problems with Maeve. So I think it has something to do... This episode really focused on her and, you know, I mean, they're manipulating her aggressiveness and manipulating her emotional responses and things like that. And then she's still struggling with nightmares and memories. And it's like it infects him, but it does it slowly and turns and turns and turns. Do y'all believe the show is trying to say that there is something or someone on purpose creating these situation? to be a negative for the park. Yeah, I think it's like they like him and um what's Anthony Hopkins character. Dr. Ford. 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 Sabotage. I think it's deliberate. I think it's deliberate. My my thoughts are and I'm gonna just put it out there. I I wanna say that in the very first episode, Bernard said, You see that? You see that? That's something new. You know, Ford always reviews everything before it's put in or done and so on. And this makes me believe that we're going to trace back all the first episode to whatever he did. He has found a way to whatever that update was, is that it's found a way to transfer with even having to putting it into their psych, whatever their psychosis, computer, da, 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 to create that human element to the ultimate level where they are going to start doing their own thing and so on. And then I thought this episode kind of reconfirmed that when he said people don't care about an odyssey or an adventure da, 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 that is set up for them. They want to see something that's not, you know, what they're expecting. They want to see something that's close to human, you know, like they're creating their own path and da, 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 da. And it made me kind of feel more like 
maybe that's what this whole thing is, is that Ford, who, like he even had his little monologue, was, you know, we're, we're at our stopping point. The only thing that can go now is to go backwards. You know, so to me, I almost want to say that my prediction is, is that he's doing this or he's done it knowing that now it's watching it unravel. And that's what's spontaneous and exciting and the most human-like for the episode. Yeah, I mean, I can see something like that. To me, like the main sticking point for out of all of it was when Ford said, "We, we already the guests know who they are. They want to know who they can be." And so, with the man in black going on this big journey through the maze and everything, it's going to be led to the same port point to where we see Ford is at the end of the episode, where that giant black Templar steeple it looks is. Like I guess the, it looks like the top of a church that's burned yeah. or something. And so, like, this is looking like the opening of the maze to where I'm going to try to predict where the odyssey, I guess, of Westworld connects with the real world, where these people end up almost becoming humans, and they're able to hurt the guests now. Yeah. And that's the big problem that's going to cause a, what is it, critical failure? Yeah. Yeah? I don't know. I I guess my prediction is, is that there's two people working two different directions here and it's Ford and Bernard. I think Ford, I think Ford loves his world. Yes. Like loves Westworld and wants to see it grow and things like that, or see it be perfected, whatever the case may be. I think he wants to see it become real. In right. A sense. But I think Bernard, now that we see that he's hooking up with the boss lady and stuff like that, and she keeps dropping stuff. First episode, we got her talking to the story writer, talking about, why would I listen to you if you have no idea where the direction of the park is going? And then this episode, she's saying, is it going to be ready on time? Is it going to be time for update or whatever like that or, or whatever it's called, starting something? Like she's planning on starting a new project. See, I, I look at it like she and Bernard are working something to sabotage this world so they can open up their new world. See, I don't get that vibe. To me, it, it's like she is trying to keep it business oriented like you would any natural park is that you want to have a new attraction. Thus, that's why you have a script writer and the guy who's creating these things. And Ford is resisting it because he knows what people really want when they come here. But corporate wants it to go this way to maximize because that's what they think. It's just like, you have somebody who creates something amazing, but when it's funded by a corporation, corporation thinks they knows best. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's just another example of this, and that's where our differences are. But that's what I'm saying. I think Bernard and <clears throat> old girl are working towards sabotaging this to open a new attraction. Do you think Bernard is in on that, if, that, if that's yes, the case? Yes, I do. I think he's doing. I think he's the one that's implanting the virus. Through Dolores. And even uh, even though, like, in an episode, they said, Bernard, you're covering for him. Like, for what Ford's doing. So that makes that makes it sound like he's on Ford's side. Yeah, I think he plays his part well, is what I'm saying. Okay. Because you don't... He's covering for Ford when it comes to Dolores. Because he needs Dolores, operational and in the, in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Because she's the spreader. You know, I mean, she's patient zero, kind of, yeah. is what I'm thinking. So I think you got two different people 
going two different routes. I got using you got, the same piece. Right. You got Ford wanting to become, wanting to start a whole new story or whatever like that that he's been working on for a while. That has to do with the church steeple or whatever that is. And then you got Bernard working to sabotage this world because I think corporate and probably like new shareholders are looking to sell it to the military to train, you know, soldiers and soldiers and war and stuff like that. New tactical situations. You know what I mean? Like a whole different scenario, not the wild west, but right. yeah, well, anything whatever. that, anything that can be used for military is always going to be, you know, exactly. high profitable. Yeah. Absolutely. So I look at something like that. So, but what makes you think that the woman is in on it with Bernard? Because well, I mean, it looks like she doesn't really know anything that Bernard's doing, unless they're doing it together. If you know what I'm saying. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I feel like she does his her part and he does his part. You know what I mean? I I feel like they do their own part, but I don't feel like she's intertwined with anything that Bernard's doing. And if you're saying uh, corrupting it in a way, because she's just so stressed out with. But but she's also asking him questions like will it will it be ready will it be set to be online on time, so she's talking about something else. Oh, she's just talking about the updates, the daily like the updates that they do that are mandatory for the new project. She's just asking about what's scheduled. At least that's what it is to me. I think there's a lot of puzzle pieces, and we don't know where they go to fit and who goes where because we're two episodes in. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, the bottom line, we're doing a lot of speculating. But that's what makes a great show. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, but the other part of this too is that I'm not even sure any of that really matters for where the show is going. Too, that's another thing I like about it. We're focusing on this one point, but the reality of it is, is that we're not even touching the most mysterious part of the entire thing, and that's the man in black and what in the Sam Hill is he doing? You know what I mean? Because I'm be honest with you. Okay, this we confirmed this was a paying customer. Yes, okay. which was something oh, yeah. we did not know. And 30-year paying customer, okay? So that means he's been there since the beginning, okay? Since the Doing the failure. same thing. Does that? Are we to say that he just lives there, Westworld? I mean, that's... No, it looks like he comes back. And we get... The first time we get to see that the, you know, the owners of Westworld are tracking him. You know, hey, this guy killed a whole posse. Do we need to slow him down a bit? And he looks at the thing and says, that customer, or that guest gets whatever he wants. So he has, like, carte blanche to do whatever he likes. So he is either, like, the original investor in this thing 30 years ago. <laughs> he is by now. a gazillionaire who's just allowed to do, you know, he pays his way in, does whatever he wants. But the thing is, I look at him like, if he's been doing this for 30 years, I look at it like a chasing the dragon type of thing. You know, yeah, you do opium, and you try and get that first high back. Every single time you get high, you're trying to get the first experience back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, if you've been doing this for 30 years, and it's like, it's like he says, you do this long enough, you start to see the cracks. Yeah. You know, and the sheen starts to wear off. You know, I think he's just been doing it so long, he's looking for something else. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he's clearly not doing this for fun or joy anymore. Like, I mean, he's well, on a some complete- of it. In, yeah. Even still, like, I mean, that's just what he likes to do. Right. Like, I mean, it's not like it's you not said, a mission. It's, yeah, it's like the opium. It's like I have to do this to get to where I want. Like yeah. he's on this mission to what to me seems like I was saying before to that old steeple or wherever Anthony Hopkins is to where he's hiding his plan. 
And I just don't know what all that plan is going to be. Uh, to me, it seems like the man in black is trying to live in Westworld. And he's trying to make this his actual home to where he can do whatever he wants. No, I agree. I just don't know to what end. Like, what's... Yeah. Why I even? I don't know what his end game is. That's the one thing I love that I don't read. I haven't read the book. And I have not watched the original movie or anything that I'm, I'm completely just speculating. But I really, I mean, let's think about what he's done. Okay. We've seen him in the first episode say, well, I've done this for 30 years. And he goes, take Dolores to the barn. Poor Teddy. Her, you know, and shoots Teddy to pieces, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. You know, so been there, done that. He even confirms it later. He's like, well, I've got alternate plans tonight, Dolores, you know, da, 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 da. and she's like, eh, you know. So we go to a, a a gaming dealer, and we take him out to this beautiful location, by the way, da, 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 and we scalp him to find this maze maze on his scalp. Okay. Which we were talking about before the episode is, is this all the same day for this paying customer? Like, what, what's the time frame? Because it's clearly been another day. So how is he still holding on to this scalp? I don't know. I don't know how it works. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's more to this character. So then we see him, and he goes and rescues a guy being hung. Are we to believe the person being hung is not a real person? I'm sure everything there is a synthetic, mm-hmm. and so on. And but he's done missions with them in the past, you know, yeah, completely different things. And so my other question with this is: Has Westworld been something besides the West? Because we've seen Indians in Maves or Mavs flashback and stuff. So is he in Westworld before it was Westworld? I think it's always been Westworld. I think it's just that, like I said, things have changed and evolved over time. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the, all... The storyline's changed. Lawrence hasn't always been a prisoner about to be hung. Yeah. Lawrence has been no. a, a bandit and an outlaw and whatever. Well, it's just like Maeve. You heard nightmares of the Indians, you know, coming in and taking out her place. And then he just shows up. You know, he's part of her nightmare even way back when. Yeah. You know, so... so I mean, there's... I'm really, really curious. He is the biggest missing link to the story. That 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 character, what he's doing, why, where he's going, what his overall goal is, is the most mysterious thing that is intriguing to me. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's almost like he's trying to escape from Westworld, but if you're 30 years of paying a customer, what you know, that's what I'm getting at. Something is really unique. His motives are completely out of bounds or decipherable, undecipherable to me to understand. And so anytime Ed Harris is on screen, it's always very curious. The only, only thing better than that is that hand cannon he where <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. All right. Nine rounds with a 10th being the shotgun shell. Yeah. What? Slug. Yeah. Ridiculous. No. You know. And then to see the way that he was able to load it up, I think he'll, there's an extra click or something to fire it. Yeah. And that guy behind the cement thing just didn't stand a chance. No, yeah. It was, his hammer was different. Yeah, it's he like, like a cocked, secondary hammer. He like cocked it back and then pushed it forward, and it was like ready for the fire the of the shotgun shot. round. So, but oh, it, yeah. It's fantastic. It also looked like he was taken by surprise because it seemed like there was more people than there usually are. Uh, I, well, no, it's like he, he was surprised. Because it's always different. It's never exactly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you don't understand, Lawrence. This is why I do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he turns around, and he's like knifing him under the throat. And, oh, I love this stuff, man. Ed Harris is just 
perfect for this role, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, there is just no doubt. Uh, I mean, there is no doubt whatsoever. And his 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 outfit is perfect as well. That's another thing. You realize every character when they look like in the old west, it is exceptionally done. There's nothing that's just like one hundred. You know, there's so many ways you can be cliche or generic, and they're not. Everybody looks their part. The only person I would say was like a little maybe over the top was the the bad guy in episode one with the the black leather everywhere, you know. Yeah, but, he but was I thought awesome. it was I thought it was awesome though. Yeah, but he was the only one that was like maybe a hair over the top. You know what I mean? Um, other no, than that, on purpose, I think though. Yeah, exactly. Because just because you know you're the you know, the ultimate outlaw of that time, you killed sheriff and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's just flashy. You know, it's very flashy. I mean. That so even you could say costume design for this entire thing is monumental, stellar, yeah. absolutely stellar. Even Anthony Hopkins' attire that when he goes into Westworld is cool. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. He's just wearing like the black top and the black pants and the hat and stuff. I was like, oh, that looks awesome. Yeah, you know. Well, quick question about that is: Do you think the little kid is young Anthony Hopkins or young Doctor Ford? Well, when he says, "My dad says that too." He's clearly written by Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Right. This is this is like that kid is a creation of his memories. Okay. As a young man. That's, that's what I got out of it. Yeah, I think you so. Know, and I think it was no mistake that that kid was there when he walked up. Oh, by no he, means. I think you know he I mean? was programmed to be there. Yeah, at that. I think that's his role, you know. I think a lot of Westworld you're going to see is Dr. Ford regurgitating his, you know, whatever his youth or not past his years because you know his past experiences in his own new form. Yeah, his imagination. Right. You know, I mean, playing out. Yeah. What? So, what do we get this episode? We got a lot of Maeve. Yes. Okay. Yeah, a lot of Maeve. We like to look at too. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Very attractive woman. Nothing no wrong complaints. with her running around naked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we see her getting messed with constantly. You know, by the inspectors and stuff and so we got the script writers they're like oh man shoot up her aggressiveness she's a hooker yeah yeah i mean yeah she's a hooker don't play around with it why you know don't church it up dirt you know what i mean it's just like (laughs) you know just she gets messed with constantly so in a way you kind of like feel bad for her yeah well they also put it out there that you know things don't change we're gonna put her in storage yeah decommission her she's gonna be one of the livestock yeah, yeah, and I'm just kind of like, mm, I mean, this is a good actress and plays an amazing part, and da da da. da. No way they can just take her out of nah. cast. And I was nah. like, all right, something's got to shake up here. No, nah. you know. So, so, well, I mean, it was even that. And when she finally does get people, she's not even the one having sex. She just gets other people. To yeah, have she's sex. just playing the madam. Yeah, yeah, she's the madam basically. So, it's I don't know. Obviously, she's the main focus of the episode, other than the man in black, of course. Um but it's just the the layers are insane. Yeah, it's almost to a point where it's hard to keep up with sometimes, because you know they're showing her laying down, about to fall asleep. She's having constant like waking nightmares about. Well, we find out she can wake herself up out of sleep mode. That's huge, because she's in sleep yeah. mode on the table and or, everything. Or, or did we not just check that she was in sleep mode and that just happened to happen? No, nah, I'm going she was in sleep mode and she decided to wake herself up with the way she told Clementine. Because, I mean, it was like Dolores, like she didn't accidentally kill the fly. You know, this was something deliberate. Yeah, but I think this is the actual first time she has woken herself up 
in sleep mode. I think no. she was in sleep mode, like the like the doctor thought. Yeah. But this is the first time it actually worked. Yeah, the first time she's actually been able to do that, and it will actually pull her out of sleep mode. I think this has to do with the virus that was planted in her. So I don't know, man. Like but I, I mean, said, the scene uh, that you followed, just don't know. You just yeah. you don't know where or what for sure. There's nothing concrete. No, it's just interesting. Yeah, awesome. it's just interesting. But yeah. I mean, just like the scene that followed with her running through this building and everything, and then seeing the livestock of all these people just being clean. Like we see Teddy getting hosed down to no end. Now, this was the first detail error that I was able to find. Did y'all notice the error when you saw Teddy? What, only 14 bullet holes instead of 18? No. Well, the bullet hole locations were all wrong. Teddy took three or four center mass. Okay. Yeah. When he was sitting there at livestock, he had one outside the nipple on one side, another one outside the nipple on the other side, and only one here. He took four or five in the <laughs> chest, and they were missing holes where there should have been holes based on when he was laying there taking bullets like a champion. I don't know. I'll have to look into it. I was making sure they put the cheek bullet hole in. Yeah. Because he got shot in the cheek first. You know, so I was like, oh, okay, that's there. So I was happy. Yeah. You know, um, normally I, I pick up on that stuff pretty pretty quick, but... Yeah, it just um, it stuck out like a sore thumb to me. I don't know, you know, and that's ultra detail, but yeah, like it was almost on his arms. That's where the holes were, and we all he took several. Yeah, <laughs> between the nipples, well, you know what I mean. I mean, it was during the <laughs> discount double check celebration, so the yeah. accuracy might not have been. Yeah, there. I don't know. This yeah. is true. This is true. But I mean, what amazed me was how nobody else saw Maeve there. Like everyone was just focused in on their job, because I mean, she was just standing there naked. For like 30 seconds, and then they end up drugging her and able to pull her out before anyone can notice. Oh, yeah. I think their jobs are on the line if they were. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's like, what kind of quick turnaround? Like, how are they filling these holes and stuff so quickly? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, if you can create one of them things by what their process is doing, I'm willing to bet it's not that difficult to fix them. I don't know. I mean, when uh, he said, did you just grab a random dick and put it on his face? And she was like, can't we just re-sculpt it? You know? And he's like, no, you have to start over. So, I mean, this is kind of a tenuous process. I don't know. I mean, it's another great question. I don't know. To me, I don't see, you can't, I don't see them just completely reshuffling the deck and, you know, putting a whole new Teddy out there every time. Oh, no. I mean, neither do I. And I mean, he probably doesn't get filled with bullet holes every day. But I although mean, it seems that way, yeah. <laughs> well, considering that he's died how many times in two episodes? I mean, we might finally have the Kenny that we all deserve. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's, this is what you've been rode in for, Teddy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You are a bullet sponge. <laughs> <laughs> you nice cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. You just have a face for shooting. <laughs> you have uh, a face only bullets could love. That's yeah. right. But yeah, I don't know, man. I have to just adore the show. I don't know. It's. I just love all the layers. I love the actors in it. They just picked such perfect people for the roles. You know, they're focusing on this William character. You know, that's kind of a square. You know, he first time in the thing, his friend Logan is a total nightmare. You know, he's like, how do you know if there's a host? What way to find <laughs> out? <laughs> Middle of a restaurant. Straight D-bag. Yeah. <laughs> just, you Beautiful know, steak dinner and everything. Oh, one-eyed Jack coming over to try to <laughs> hunt. Stabs him in the hand. Um... 
You know, I got an appetite yeah. for something else now. Well, the gallon of blood that gets spilled all over this table from the yeah. hand. Just... Uh, hey, come on, man. It's a white tablecloth place. <laughs> Show some decorum. Yeah. What do we think the purpose of introducing this character moving forward for the show? I'm going to tell you my prediction. To I think me, I think he falls in love with Dolores. I think yeah. he's one of those guys who said, who falls for a synthetic. Well, it's just like his friend Logan said. This place is addictive. It gets everyone. You know, soon or after this or like that, you're going to be begging to come back. It sucks everyone in. You know what I mean? And maybe it sucks everyone in for different reasons. Everybody goes in there looking for something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this guy comes in because his relief is banging chicks, banging dudes, and shooting people at random with reckless abandon yeah yeah but this guy came in almost like he was drugged there yeah he definitely doesn't want to be curious yeah like he won a competition or something and they were like all right you get to go and so he's there but he's not there looking to be a shithead no no he's just he's i think like i said he's just curious about what this could mean for him and you know what he wants to do and i think as soon as he sees dolores i think he's just like that's what I want right there. But he wants to do it in the stereotypical right morale way instead of just being like, you know, well, take her. Because well, I mean? he still has his somebody back home, apparently, a fiance or a wife necessarily. Possibly. They, they kind of hint at him having some anchor. Yeah, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't really know how to. Spoken like a true single man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. A big rusty anchor. You're absolutely right. Rusty. But just, but it wouldn't surprise me. All right, so like you say, you think about this douchebag that he's with, right, Logan. Doesn't this come across as maybe somebody like, like you got friends out there go through a horrible breakup, and it's like, come on, man, you know, work associate or something like that. He's like, horrible breakup. He's going through some stuff. It's like, Come on, I'm taking the strip club. You know what I'm saying? It's like drag them out into something different to get their mind off of stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if this guy's wife passed away or something. You know what I'm saying? So. And this is like a friend or a coworker that's a douche. It's like, come on, we got to get William out and take him to something amazing to draw his mind off of something like that. I could see that, you know, but I could also see them not giving him any background. And just moving forward with the story. No, no, I don't man, see any way no. we don't get background. Too good of an actor. I, I, I'm with you. I just think maybe his point of this thing is that he falls in love with Dolores, and that is what. Think about this. There's always been people probably come to Westworld who love a certain character, this, that, or so on. Just like it's your favorite hooker if you were in true, you know, true Western back in the day. But maybe he's the guy who falls for something he thinks is real. You know, and that's what it is, is that we've made them where they're almost so perfectly human human that he wants her, you know, and that's what his story is. Well, even the host that he met when he came in said, if you can't tell, does it matter? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're they're planted that seed. Oh, yeah. They keep hitting that over and over again. Well, let me ask you this. If he, let's say he does fall for Dolores and everything. What happens when the man in black comes back for Dolores? Like, what is there host on host crime in here? Is that what the critical failure is? Is when two people well, want the same to them, thing? None of the guns can hurt guests. A guest. 
Yeah. So, so basically it does the whole plink, plink, you know. So maybe that's what the man in black is looking for, a weapon that he can hurt other hosts with while he still can't be hurt. Well, I think what they found was Dolores just uncovered a gun that has real bullets in it. I think is what they just did. They, she does find a pretty old... Not uh, only that, did you hear her talking? She's Someone mm. is speaking to her. Right. And she's like, right here? And then it's like a pause, and then she kneels down and di- uncovers a gun. So, I'm happy you mentioned that, because that's kind of where I was going to go towards the end of the episode. That right there tells me, because you realize so far, the first episode, they give you a big aha moment. And well, of course, the, the second episode, this is, to me, this is the big aha moment. Yeah. You know, of why show this gun? Obviously, we know all these guns can't hurt anything, da, 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 unless it does. Like you said, this gun evidently could probably kill a host, a, 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 a guest. Not, a guest. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and if that's the case, there's your critical failure. Yeah, you know? a guest dies. Then you have the company having to find a way to cover it up, and then to cover it up, you got to keep the you got to keep it running like there's not a problem. You know, and that creates a whole new avenue of problems for real world as well as what's going on with Westworld. And so... And who's to say, if a guest dies in the thing, that they don't just create a carbon copy of that person to cover up their death. And just ship them off to the real world. And just ship them back to the real world. You know what I mean? Whole new avenue. Yeah. Now we're talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger's six-day type <laughs> stuff right now. <laughs> well, let me ask this real quick. <laughs> Are you talking about one of the quality movie films? <laughs> <laughs> Not his finest hour. But you brought up that picture and it was just a picture of a girl and it looks like it was missing somebody. Could that have been our new character? Like uh, could that be, like you said, potentially his dead wife or girlfriend? I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily think so. Yeah, that might be a little bit of a bridge too far there. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I mean, two episodes in, you know, I feel like, I mean, it just kind of came to me. Dolores is a nice little connection with it. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it looked, it kind of looked like a, kind of a, a mixed girl, kind of looked like Maeve's daughter, like grown up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. Yeah. So I don't think that that's the case. Like, I don't think Maeve actually had a daughter and stuff. I think they're, yeah, there's probably some Android stuff going on here. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. Like I said, the layers. It's just so much stuff. It's, it, what if she does kill guests? All they got to do is go pause. And just come in there. And just like, all right, just ship her right out of here. Well, yeah, <laughs> head to Basement 85. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. put her with the livestock yeah. and burn it. But if she did pull a trigger on a, a guest, you know, then obviously that would mean she would have to be, you know, decommissioned decommissioned immediately or terminated or whatever but i don't think she'll be responding to commands once the virus is fully taken hold you know what i'm saying i hear you so if i mean say enough hosts are infected and they like take the interior world hostage you know what i'm saying if they have a weapon that can kill guests yeah, so then we have like SEAL Team 6 come in there and take out the synthetics. <laughs> now that'd be I mean, something, wouldn't it? <laughs> talk about a finale. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> what's his name's in this? Hemsworth's in this show. To send him in. Yeah. You know, they keep showing him constantly. So, And he's supposed to be you know, the leader of the 
whatever the cleanup crew. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, there's there's just so much going on. Oh, there's no doubt. How do y'all feel about the narrator? Like, do y'all think that he's going to end up playing a very big role? Because it sounds like they're, or it seems like they're setting him up for something. I just can't put narrator. You mean the script writer? Yeah, the script writer. He's an asshole. He's, a, yeah, he's an ass hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I love when Ford's like, no, yeah, no. just simple. Nigga. Was it right, right after like? his glorious pause of the uh, pause and everything like that? Yeah, you know? I was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> Well, it's like you look at all those characters that look pretty cool, and then you look at the Native American, and I'm like, wow, that's cheese. Yeah, yeah. really. You know, is that a... Get off a bumper sticker? <laughs> wooden necklace you got going there and stuff. I'm like, come on, man. This is, this is too cheese. I'm yeah. glad he says no. No. Um, because the one in Maeve's uh, Nightmares is oh, pretty yeah, the wicked. Black, the black and white. Yeah, yeah that's the, pretty wicked. Yeah, that's pretty... Um, that would be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't skid me. Yeah. Yeah, some bone tomahawk action in there. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think the scriptwriter is a is kind of a cool character because he's you kind of see some of the inner workings of how the the storylines work and stuff like that, and how they introduce them and things like that. So that's kind of cool. Um, he's obviously power hungry. Yeah, because he's trying to get his way into boss lady's you know business and. Uh, I think he's going to be shut down so many times that he's going to come up with some like horrific storyline. He's going to do something radical. Yeah, something crazy to try to shake things up and get his whatever. Well, you know, they reputation. keep showing these scenes of like a hundred people dead in the street. You know, synthetics and stuff like that. You know, and I like I, like they keep showing like it's a past occurrence. It's like one of Dolores's. You know, that was bit. her memory of. Hector shooting Hector's chick shooting all the people in the street. Right. You know, it just seems like it, well, some one of the locations looked like it was close to where the train was, not where the big part of town was. I don't know. There was a different angle or view to me, like it was a separate event. Well, I mean, this has been going on for thirty years, so he's some things have probably been caught up that we couldn't imagine. Yeah, and so on. So there. Again, like you said, multiple layers, multiple things going on. You know, we're, we've only learned about May's nightmares. We haven't learned what the other nightmares that have been planted and why and what and so on. It's just another avenue. Where oh, you yeah. never have no idea. What's what's Teddy's nightmare? Oh, God. <laughs> what's that poor bastard? You know, <laughs> taking the Gatlin gun 100 rounds, you know what I mean? Jeez. Uh, I don't know what would be his... Yeah. Bullets. Maybe a no. good day. Maybe yeah. a good day is his nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, really. Saw the sunshine. Got to see yeah. the sunset. Took Dolores home. Yeah, really. Dolores and I didn't die. Yeah, really. <laughs> she wasn't raped, and I'm not shot. That's really. Yeah. I didn't watch it happen. We had a nice dinner with wine. I called upon her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No, you're a pincushion, Teddy. Deal with it. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. There's there's more to that as well. So I'm very curious. Um, did y'all see the previews? I mean, I feel like kind of I kind of feel like we covered the episode pretty good, but I'm just thinking. Uh, I specifically have stopped watching all previews and trailers. They do give away quite a bit. The preview is quite comprehensive to me. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just saw some cavalry and some. Uh, did Teddy die? No, but <laughs> I saw Teddy. 
Teddy uh, rocking a Gatling gun. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking devil's breath. I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Nice little magnificent suit. Wearing segment. a Confederate suit. Are we to believe that maybe Teddy becomes a different character in the future? Maybe he joins the Union Army that uh, they were talking about at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. yeah that's the thing. Is it Union or Confederate? I think that was the Union Army. I think he said Union. Because he was, was talking about union. freedom for well, everybody. Well, they had Navy on, so it's not like they were wearing the gray Confederate, so... Yeah, um, could be either way. Not well, a now, the, now Teddy, now Teddy was wearing blue with gold trim. So I mean, you, you can almost imagine that we're we're talking about union stuff. But yeah, so we to believe that maybe Teddy's storyline of uh, you know the pincushion uh, is going to disappear and become Negative. a become a soldier for the union. He's still going to die. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that Teddy could possibly be the next infected person, and he's going to have memories of constantly being shot. To death. <laughs> And he's going to be like, what's a vacation? Because if he constantly sees himself being a big pansy ass and getting shot constantly, you would think that he would want to change that yeah, and become more aggressive and defensive. You know what I mean? Very possible. So I think that could happen. Like I said, I think all that stuff's going to start to unfold. I mean, trailer shows a lots of stuff. And I, man, how they get from where we are now to there is like, eh. Yeah. But I'm it's, super excited. Yes, there, there is no doubt. I can't think of anything we really didn't kind of cover. I mean, the only thing, you know, we talked about the Man in Black. We don't not really sure what the maze is, you know, where it's going. We have our ideas, but I mean, Maeve was a big character. We talked about that stuff. So, I mean, I really can't think of anything in, in complete detail that was uh, off the books. So No, not that I can think of. I mean, but... Other than that, man, I'm just I'm just excited about next episode. Now, the, Cash, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're an HBO uh, Go subscriber, this episode came out early. Is that right? Yeah, it came out early on Friday, and I think that reason for that was because of the debates. They didn't want to go head to head with that and have a bad ratings thing. So, anyway. are we to assume that that was the only time they'll do that? We're not going to have another early episode next week. To my knowledge, we shouldn't have another early episode. It was just a one time thing. Maybe next time for the next presidential debate, but. It was just to get that out of the way and not have to worry about it. It does surprise me that Sunday night is the night for great shows. It's kind of become the norm now. Yeah. yeah. It's not Saturday night, I guess, because people go out on Saturday night and Friday night. But Sunday night's tough. I mean, you know, people got to get up and go to work. This is not a 7 o'clock show. It's an 8 o'clock show, you know. But it's got to be further enough back where the kiddos aren't watching it and stuff, you know, so... It's a happy balance they play because they're fighting against Sunday night football. You know, you got the debate, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I but, think it still has stellar ratings and stellar <clears throat> views. Well, my understanding is that the, uh, the first episode of Westworld was like one of the biggest openings in years for oh, HBO. Oh, it's had the record for HBO. So, well, do we think it, how do we think it's going to still do as well once Walking Dead comes out? Because don't they come out at the same time? They're both on the exact same time. Yeah, they'll overlap, but. What's nice about HBO is it's yeah. super easy on demand. HBO Go, HBO, HBO Now, Now, I mean DVR, DVR whatever. DVR is the big thing. And I will tell the you, the ratings on October twenty third will be down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the day the internet implodes. <laughs> so you do think Walking Dead will keep all? Well, obviously, just because it's the first episode with huge implications and everything, so I, it probably will have every TV. 
tune into AMC. I'm not talking about the show on this glorious Westworld show. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a. It could not lick the boot hills of Westworld. <laughs> It's gonna be How dare you talk that noise? <laughs> Old Zach over there. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's going to be looking something. Blow. Speaking of drooling. Anyway, <laughs> guys, if we miss something or there's something, you know, y'all want to talk about or have a theory or something, hit us up. We're, you know, we, we bleed TV podcast at Gmail. We have a Twitter account. We have Facebook. We have all those things. We get a lot of conversations going. Uh, we'd love to hear what you think, what your thoughts are, where you'd like to see things go. Uh, predictions. Um, We'd love to add us to the show. You know, we, we talked to a few other people and stuff, but basically everybody we're talking to right now just rants and raves about how the show is just great to look at. Most everything we're doing, you know, nothing really going anything extra. And so if you can think of something outside the box or you have a unique prediction about something or maybe we miss something, do let us know. But other than that, guys, I think we're just going to call it a night and look forward to next week. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And we'll see you all next week. <laughs>